just before we start the show, I want to take an opportunity to invite you to join me for the Podfluence Weekly Newsletter, which is available both on LinkedIn and through the official newsletter channel. Now, if you are on LinkedIn and it's easier for you to follow there, then please just click on the link in the show notes, which will take you straight to Podfluence on LinkedIn, where you can subscribe for free and get weekly updates on Podfluence articles as well as episodes. If you would like to subscribe to the full newsletter where you'll get additional materials and, as my little incentive to you, my pre-podcast guest checklist for you to use when you're appearing on podcast shows so that you can be fully prepared every single time, then please click the link to the official newsletter in the show notes. Hope to see you there. Let's get on with the show. Thanks for joining me. Before we start the show today, I'd like to give a little bit of an introduction to my guest. But before I even get that far, I did announce last week that I would be showing you a way that you could win a copy of Matthew Turner's book. Now, Matthew Turner is an author who was on my show a few weeks back. He is the author of the book Beyond the Pale. And I have, courtesy of Matthew, two copies of his book. My own copy I'm keeping. He signed that for me and I'm looking forward to reading it. He sent me two additional copies that I can give away to you. If you would like to win one of these copies from my anti-hustle guest, The Business Parable Beyond the Pale, then you can do so in one of two ways. One is to leave a review for the show on Apple Podcasts. The other is to leave a review for the show on Podchaser. I will put links to both of those into the show notes so that you can just follow the link and go and leave a review. Now, I'm happy for you to leave an honest review and that won't disqualify you if it's not a great or glowing review. You will still be entered. I will take the reviews that you give and trust that you are giving reviews because you want to help me make a better show. However, of course, lovely reviews are always nice to get and very validating for the show. My hope is that you'll give an honest review on either of those platforms. Please also consider connecting with me on social media, LinkedIn or other platforms so that if you do win, that I can get in touch with you and get your address to send you your copy of the Beyond the Pale book. Now, my guest today has become a good friend of mine. We spoke some time back now, quite a long time ago, and we decided that because the episode had been sat in the hold for so long, it's been kept in my cybersecurity safe for all this time, that it was maybe a little bit out of date already. And Ash and I talk a lot as well. So we've gotten to know each other a lot better. I think you're going to enjoy this show, which is much more recent and much more updated. And both of us had a lot of fun making this as well. I'm pretty sure Ash will be back again very soon in the future. He's a great guest to have on the show. And this is a great lead on from my last show with also Rizhard talking about brand stories. This one is talking about personal branding. Enjoy the show and remember to go and leave that review. Welcome to Speaking of Influence, the podcast about public speaking, presentation skills and tools of influence and persuasion with presentation skills expert Johnny Ball. Most online content creators seem to agree that live streaming is the future and definitely the way to go. If you have thought about live streaming and you'd like to give it a try, my recommendation is Restream.io. It's the service I use and if you use the link in the description, you will get a $10 credit after you complete your first live stream. 
Welcome to Speaking of Influence, and today I am joined in the live studio by a personal branding expert, somebody who over time has become a friend online. We hang out on LinkedIn and Clubhouse sometimes together, and he certainly knows his stuff when it comes to personal branding, and he's a lot of fun with a very interesting background. Please welcome to the show, Ash Borland. Hello, John. I call you John, but it's Johnny. Which one do you prefer? Because I get so confused. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I maybe should have just kept my mouth shut about that one. You know how it is when you have a name like John Ball and there's a famous celebrity like Johnny Ball, who's probably not so famous now. So growing up, nearly everybody called me Johnny because of that, oh, yeah. like uh, the guy from the TV. And so even though it's not my name, I just got used to it. And now I kind of think it's it seems a bit more friendly and approachable. I'll call you <laughs> so, Johnny then. I'll try to anyway, because I spoke to someone of your friends and he was talking to you about talk, calling you Johnny. And I was like... <laughs> I'm so confused now. Um, yeah, no, thank you so much for having me on the show, mate. I'm really excited. Like, you're very it's, right. It's really I love chatting with you, so we can chat forever. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like we, we probably should have started recording at least 15 minutes ago, right? But we've just been chatting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely, 100%. But it's always good to chat and, and have a catch up with you. And uh, yeah, in terms of personal branding, I'm, I'm sticking with Johnny primarily. That's what I want to be known as. But I answer to most things so long as it's not too rude. And uh, I'll try <laughs> and call you Johnny through this, but I know I'm going to call you John because it's just how I've been pigeonholed to remember. It's you. what you get used to. I know it's what you get used to. So, so look, Ash, one of the reasons I wanted to speak today, well, we recorded an episode. I mean, how long ago was it? Maybe eight months ago? Long time and, ago. Uh, yeah. And it still sat in the vaults because... <laughs> <laughs> I just ended up with so so many episodes recorded, but I, I didn't want to put out old material, stuff yeah. that probably is dated now since since we first spoke. So, And also because we've got to know each other a lot more since then as well. And so I think we have a better chat now coming on live, which is why I wanted to invite you back today and thinking, well, that's great. We can put this out. Like I just had a guest on about personal branding, about brand stories on Wednesday. Oh, nice. And now we're talking about personal branding. So next week on the podcast is getting released it's going to be a double header of branding stuff and i think people are gonna <laughs> i think people are gonna love it i like that that's very good i think it's much better as well i agree with you we spoke gosh it would have been it was about eight months ago and things so much has changed and also like i did the same with you we'll, we'll, we'll get you back on mine as well because it's the same thing like I, we were chatting about this off air like sometimes too much prep can end up getting you so swamped that by the time you release the episodes it, they're so outdated that it's that it, yeah this is a much better choice i'm much happier to do this one of the things that i have seen with you since we've been connected is is how much you've progressed in advance with what you're doing online and your own personal brand as well explain for the audience who maybe want a bit of clarity about what personal brand is and what kind of work you do with people to help them on that yeah of course so personal branding is a effectively reputation management that's a, in my opinion it's very easy to, it can be quite confusing and so how I got into personal branding, that's the best way to kind of describe it. But where we idea the idea of it being personal branding as reputation management is the overlying thing. But I knew a lot about branding, knew a lot about marketing, knew a lot about personal branding, but I would constantly see there was things that I'd noticed that would wind me up or upset me. And I noticed that personal branding, a lot of the time people would confuse it for the terms authentic I'd hear this all the time where people would say, you know, I want to build a personal brand. And the only advice you'd get was be authentic, be true to yourself. And it just was really hard to grasp. So that would really wind me up when I'd see that because that wasn't the case. I'd also see a lot of people who would make, they'd confuse social media with personal branding. And they would maybe have had very big personal brand success themselves, but they actually didn't 
know how they'd done it. So when I'd speak to them as well, and I had this with my podcast, I'd speak to these people and it'd be like, well, actually they, you know, when I got them on, they still, they, they'd give me advice that actually was wrong. Mm. And that was really like annoying as well, because it was the information being spread. And then I also started to notice that people like myself, people like you, Johnny, coaches, consultants, freelancers who <laughs> win coaches, consultants, freelancers, you know, they, they actually were really good in what they did, but their visibility was really poor and their positioning might be wrong. And because that's inked just slightly out and their visibility was poor, they weren't getting the business they deserved, they needed. So there was like these constant things that I think was not really being addressed in the personal branding social media world. And you can only say how it's developed so much. You can only stomach it so long before you start to go, okay, I can moan about this forever, but I have to do something about it. And um, so I've spent the last eight months literally obsessing on tangible, actionable, step-by-step processes for personal branding so that anyone can do it. Because I think that it's such a, it's such an amazing thing that can transform your business and it can, it's effectively insurance. It can ensure your future career. You know, if you lose your job, Mm. if you do anything, you become the asset, not the, the the features or benefits you're selling. But you need to know how to do it. And it is tangible. It is step by steps. There are processes anyone can follow to position themselves correctly. It's not just woo-woo stuff. So that's been my <laughs> obsession over the last eight months. And um yeah. had and I work and no so as, as a thing, what I do is I work with people on that. And and it, and it's been it's been some incredible results. But I think we need to definitely with personal branding, it needs to be left at the door that it's not this buzzword rubbish. It's a real thing that you, me, anyone who's watching or listening to this, you can control it. Mm. And you said, you said it has the the potential to transform your business. Can you give an example or or some examples of how? Yeah, of course. So, and there's lots of ways, obviously, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about how it can on a top level. And then I'll give you some examples of people I've worked with and seen that's happened. But the first thing is with personal branding to transform your business is that we live in a digital world. You know, we live in this world now where the internet is fastly eroding this idea of if, if you're selling a service that is like education and knowledge sharing, that is fastly going to go away if it's a service because the internet is uh, making things cheaper and cheaper and cheaper, quicker and quicker and quicker, and you're never going to beat a computer. Whereas, so what that, all that means is, and you can see this anyway, you can see this in um, photographers, graphic designers, Canva come out and how many graphic designers have lost their jobs. It's this, this constant thing happening. And it's only going to get worse. It's, it's completely only going to get worse. So right. when you, to transform your business, when you start making you the unique selling point, when you start focusing everything around you, and it can sound really self-absorbed, but it's not because it's marketing. And there's a difference between arrogance and confidence. You know, arrogance is that you're pretending <laughs> and confidence is that you actually have it. And what people, when you start to focus it around you and that you are the person and coaches and consultants do this incredibly well, because that's the only thing they're selling. But many businesses who are a commodity-based business, they're trading on price. Whereas actually they need to be trading on, I don't, it's not, it's not that I'm, so for example, I'm getting my flooring done at the moment. Now we picked, there's a guy called Dean. That was the guy because he was the guy. We said, who does the flooring? Dean does the floor. We didn't know what floor he wanted. We don't care how much he charges. He's the guy that everyone said to go to. 
because yeah. Dean's the guy. And that's what we have to think about in your business is if you can do that at a digital, like a um, digital world can't erode that. They can't replace you, but they will replace everything else. And, and I think you'd be foolish. People are foolish to not realize this. I love a quote that I love, which is an Eric Hoffer quote, which is that, you know, and I'll probably butcher it, you know, paraphrase it, but it's like in a world full of change, the learners shall inherit the earth, whereas the learned will be perfectly equipped for the world that no longer exists. And I think we absolutely live in that right now. The only thing you have left is your personal brand. So an example then in a real life example for clients is I work with a client called Carla Edwards, who is all over LinkedIn as um, the TikTok insurance lady. She wears a superhero costume all the time you may have seen it you may have not depending if in your circles i haven't but no. you yeah, i can't imagine you would be you're not you you don't live in the uk and you're not interested in insurance <laughs> but she has been blowing up because we are trading on her name and we are making people remember her nobody knows the name of her business she is absolutely the, the we've been working together for a year and the the impact on her business and her bottom line has been ridiculous but also of her, the opportunities that are disruptive opportunities that have come in that she never would have even, even thought about before. And it's insane. You know, like I, I literally got a gift. Someone sent me a gift yesterday of money, or a very high substantial amount of money purely because they'd watched my content. That is the right. type of thing that it can have on your business. Someone was like, oh, I really like your content. They're a wealthy person. There you go. You've done a lot of value. I've never actually worked with you, but here's the thing. All of this stuff, never would have existed in your own business, especially if you're a coach, consultant, freelancer. You, you can have that too if you do it. There's nothing that separates me from anybody else. Right. I've just been listening to Chris Ducker's book, Youpreneur. And so some of these Great. principles he talks about, is it, I can't remember the, the full title, but I know it's got Youpreneur in there somewhere. Uh, and so he was talking about this in relation to that competition. And uh, if you if you build your business based on you, as as the brand then people can't compete with that yes it, because people people come to you that and people can try and copy you but they can't be you yeah. and uh, yeah I, I get that that why that's very important what what do people tend to get wrong it's like i i don't feel personally that i have the strongest personal brand so what what do people tend to get wrong in this area where people go wrong and i hate the word wrong and i say it all the time if you ever watch my live streams they say the problem is and the wrong and a negative connotation. So I don't mean it, but it is right where people can go wrong or maybe it's like positioning themselves slightly wrong, slightly not optimal. Let's just say best practices would be that we forget this. There's three core principles, which is clarity, consistency, and patience. So you need to be clear. You need to be consistent. You need to be patient. Where people go wrong is that they are not clear they're not consistent and they're not patient enough for things to actually bear fruit. And it's, it's very simple. That's how it is. Now that can take any multiple of different forms, but clarity is clarity of message and image. So the average human attention span is eight seconds. So the average human attention span is eight seconds, which has gone down from 12 seconds in the last two decades so in 2000, which is no shock because that's a correlation with social media, mobile phones, and I think it'll get worse. So if you're, if you're not clear in what you do, me and you're talking about clarity, funnily enough, off air about guests. And if they're not clear mm. on what, the, what value they can bring, then realistically, people will move on to the next person. So that can be very, very, very simple. And, if it, and that's the main, most important thing, your message, your clear message and image. So joking aside, I always wear a white t-shirt, always. 
I, I always have a segment that my hair's bald because it's easy for me to keep on top of it because it's, it's consistent. It's clear. Right. All these things. So clarity of image, clarity of message. Always talking about personal brand. Anyone who's listened to me will hear that. I always say the eight seconds. It's the same things. So it's very clear. Then you have consistency in delivering that message. So are you, you're live streaming all the time. I live streaming is an amazing way of building brands, especially with LinkedIn. And I love that. Me and you have spoken about this in Clubhouse a few times as well is the power that I know that I don't watch a lot of your live streams because I'm busy and you'll don't watch mine. But the truth is I know that you're doing them yeah, and that's consistent. And I'd be, and I would feel a bit strange if I didn't. So people who aren't consistent, that's the big thing. So, so if you're going to stick to something, stick to it. And then the patience is the, is the biggest one. So people are not patient enough and don't realize how long it's going to take. And yeah. and I mean, there's some stats out there that would blow your mind as to how long things really take in order to build any real momentum that is worth a personal brand. You know? so, so much of life is lessons in patience. And I know we've talked about this before, but that's so true in, in the podcasting world. And I mean, I launched a podcast with no clue what I was doing. And I probably did have that, if you build it, they will come mentality to it. And then wondered why I wasn't getting that many downloads. And and the reality was like, even from the start, I was getting some downloads. Yeah. But it wasn't really what I'd been hoping for. I, I thought I was going to be like the next big podcast personality. Well, maybe I didn't have such high aspirations, but I had, I honestly had no clue. And to even get to being maybe a year and a half on with speaking of influence, where I'm really pleased with where it's going, but I had to temper all the expectations. It's been similar with live streaming as well. Uh, I recognize that I, I keep doing it, even though I don't always get interaction. Sometimes I do. I don't necessarily get people tuning in regularly because I don't have a consistent time, which is one of my problems. But I know that people do watch the the replays. And when you put the stuff out onto social media channels, more people are going to watch the, the replays, especially if you put stuff out there. But in terms of building your audience, that's something I've been figuring out along the way. But how long do, do you think it really takes to be able to do that? <laughs> like, there's, there's multiple different ways you can do it but there is a great statistic around it. So how long it takes is it takes whatever you think in your head, whatever you guys think and you're listening to, I honestly would multiply that like by 10. Like mm. I'd be really, to be really open. And it's not the advice people like to hear because people want instant gratification. You are so right with the podcast. I was in the same boat. I've, I've done the same thing with YouTube. I'm talking with a couple of really high YouTube coaches now and consultants who've been helping me. And with my kind of strategy and this is very similar with my clients and say with what you're talking about is that the reality is i always talk about so the youtube statistic is if a million subscribers on your youtube account this blows my mind um, to reach a million subscribers on your youtube account which is what people when i speak to people they'll be like yeah, well i'd love a million subscribers on my account or a million followers and all of that like this is like a pinnacle thing TubeBuddy, which is some amazing software that does that does all mm. the data and stuff yeah, um, I did a poll. It's great. And they did a, they did a, like a, a kind of an analysis of the average amount of uploads to a YouTube channel with a million subscribers. How many videos do you think that the average account had uploaded to hit a million subscribers? Be interesting to hear your take. I, I would imagine about a thousand videos at least. 3,873 was the average. <laughs> That's now, a lot of videos. <laughs> when you take that into real time, yeah. You would have to upload seven days a week 
for nearly 10 and a half years to reach that amount. Mm. This is when I heard that my mind just went because I was like, that is the pure example of how patient you need to be. And then yeah. the other thing that people make this really quite nice. And I, and you were talking about things where you can see the, re, you can see the resemblance in things in real life and then move them to business. My wife has just taken on an allotment. She's stay at her mom and she's, she's taken on this allotment. Watching her tend to this allotment. I have zero interest in allotments, but watching her tend to this planting trees planting food that was going to bear fruit for, for us and our family in five years time just made me have this. Oh my God, it's exactly the same thing when you're building your podcast, your personal brand, your YouTube channel, your blog, you can't rush it. Mm. And you know, like, like it's that, you know, in real life, it's the exact same thing. But what's yeah. lovely about that is like the fruit and the trees. And I had someone I was chatting to a YouTube guy a couple of days ago and he said, I used that analogy and he was like, it's an amazing analogy. He said, because once you've built a brand in a like your podcast in a place that's worth having, he was like, that will bear fruit every single year and you yeah. will not have to work. And you look at Pat Flynn, same thing, right. you know, he's absolute beast of when you're talking about, you know, Chris Tucker, like Pat Flynn, obviously those two, they've, smart passive income. They've built something that now brings them so much more than they need to have. Yeah. The effort is at the beginning. And, um, and I, and I've done the exact same thing that you did. I mean, funnily enough, you know, my podcast this last year, my podcast ended. I don't really talk about downloads and stats, but, but I ended in the top 5% of the world for podcasts purely. And I'm going to, cool. it's pretty cool. And the downloads were amazing. I hit them 14th in the marketing charts. At one point, at one point, I had, like, I looked back at it and was like, oh my God, like, what a mess. <laughs> because it was pure fluke and it didn't yeah. reap all the rewards that I expected it would be in a one year. And I did the exact same thing that you did. But this year, and it's lovely to hear you say the same thing, is I know what I have to do now because I understand. And that's what I try to do with my clients is you have to understand, okay, lay the foundations correctly, build it around search, you know, build it around search optimization, which is a whole amazing topic by itself for branding that you know do the right things and lay the foundations and those assets will work for you forever people people don't really want to hear that you need to be consistent and that it takes time right and <laughs> and i see this as being of course it's frustrating but it is that thing that is going to separate out the people who are going to be successful from from those who aren't to the greater degree yeah. you know that you had at the stanford marshmallow test no no, uh, there's a the whole book about it. And this is a, a testing that they did on kids where they would put them in a room with a researcher and they would have a marshmallow on a plate. And the researcher, like, I'm just going to leave the room for a few minutes. Uh, but if you, if, so long as you don't eat the marshmallow, you can have another one when I come back. And so they, this is, this study went on for a long time, but the, some of the kids, of course, would just like, someone's gone no one's watching scarf it yeah. down and uh, and some of the kids would have all these strategies of ways to try and take their mind off the marshmallow and wait until the person comes back they track these kids over time and uh, and into their school life and into their adult life that the people who were able to delay gratification were the ones who generally came out with better school qualifications and ended up with better jobs and careers after school as well and that's how powerful 
that principle is and we are talking very much about that this is you you really do have to see the bigger picture here and be willing to play the long game and most people aren't like you say they want it now and uh, this is why you know people talk about pod fade I i think pod fade is the wrong word people just have unrealistic expectations yeah Oh, 100%. I mean, that is an amazing... I, 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 it's funny because I was thinking about this before. I was waiting for you to come on. I really wanted some sweets. And I was like, how can I not eat sweets? <laughs> so that's really interesting. Um, you're so right. And and that concept, the entire thing around this that people don't understand is... is And it's just not what people want to hear. That's you're so right. People don't want to hear. They don't want to hear that. And especially if you go and talk to someone like me who specializes and they go, Ash, how can you help me build my brand? I'm like, okay, well, I'll lay this in and I'm going to lay the foundations for you and consult you on what you do. And they go, you do that for the next five years. And I, and like, uh, what? <laughs> no, they, don't, they don't want to hear that. They want to hear, how can you make me famous overnight? And, and there is zero way of doing it. There isn't any way. You know, I talk about statistics of this, a great, thing about this was that we, and I, I use youtube a lot because it's the only pinnacle of like and this is something that's come up over the eight months since i spoke to you is it's the only one place that and podcasting is going that way and you should be using your podcast on youtube in a very smart way but youtube is the only tried and tested method that has strong monetization properties for a search engine based personal brand businesses so it's like right. the best place to build one and only three percent of youtube channels in the whole of youtube channels 50 million only 3% of them make it past 10,000 subscribers. And that is because they're making the wrong type of content or, which is massive, or they are, they drop off because they realize that actually the reality is to be a big time, someone to make this a reality, to make it something that's actually worth having. It's going to take you years. And I think um, podcasting is exactly the same thing. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I'm well on, on YouTube. I'm well on my way. I mean, I'm soaring with a whole 62 subscribers. I mean, I'm sort of king of YouTube. No, these but days, like, but... You... <laughs> no, but YouTube is a different, like, it's the same, but like, so like podcasting, this is a massive example. Like, what I've done might be what you're doing here. YouTube is a search engine. So when you make podcast, this is where your podcasts are different podcasting but it will but but it won't be because this is the thing i've said to my clients i work with them podcasting is going to become a search engine it just takes somebody sure. some i think it might be spotify i don't know but i think spotify looks like they're the big players that once someone moment, becomes yeah. i think apple would are too big and they'll and they're not that bothered i think spotify by signing joe rogan will be the number one player in the podcasting search engine because we need a search engine recommended episodes and it will happen going to happen and when it does talking about laying those foundations if you've got five years worth of optimized titles of content then you could you you could be straight away at the top and this is the same thing with podcasting all you have to do and i did this myself personal branding was my podcast and when i looked at it i'm talking about the one so today's one one two three strategy no one is searching for that no one is saying you know what i need to learn i need to learn about one two three strategy what they are searching is personal branding strategy. So I call the title personal branding strategy and then say a simple one, two, three strategy is going to help you. No one's searching for, and, and it's, it's like that. I work with a client who's an ultra runner and he brings his guests onto the podcast and he literally goes, he does keyword research, ultra runner, ultra running barefoot. I know this guy runs barefoot. So he goes, he's in the conversation. He says, what's your thoughts on, on running barefoot in an ultra? Oh, it's this, 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 and this. Now you can title it. 
ultra running for people with barefoot and mm. no people are looking for that that's how you get bigger listeners and that's the type of thing where where like your your podcast essentially could get more views because on youtube because it's created it's such tiny little things why people don't go over that's three percent is so low because people aren't doing that they're making the content that we think they want not what they're actually looking for yeah and that's a real quick way to to shortcut your personal brand success Mm. Well, one of the one of the surprising lessons for me uh, that has come through podcasting, there are times when I have been very, very excited about some of the guests who I've brought on, people who are very well known for what they do, very successful. And yet some of my most popular shows, well, it's probably one of my top show downloaded shows is with somebody who's quite well known. My my most top downloaded show is not. And and probably most of my high download shows are with people who you generally would never have heard of, but they are discussing topics like you say that people are interested in. And, and I have, you know, I I think when I first started out, I was trying to be kind of clever with show titles and things like that. I mean, oh god, I even called this one one time at Brand Camp. You know, it's like, <laughs> no, no, I do like it. that's too much. There's a lot of people who won't get that reference though because they're too young. Yeah, no, <laughs> who've never seen American Pie, but uh, go watch it. It's a classic. But yeah, pro- probably when I put it out as a podcast, I'll call, I'll call it something more to do with personal branding yeah. uh, but i just wanted to have a bit of fun today and i have moved much more towards describing the shows the show titles as what we are actually talking about yeah and one of the things that has been said with podcasting and even with youtube to some degree that tags are not nearly as important no. as they once were that titles is really what you have to have and that you, with the right kind of research, so, uh, keyword research and the likes, if you're answering the stuff that people are searching for, you are going to get the hits. You're going to get the audience. And yeah, and it's one of those things that I know that and I even have a really solid strategy that I've learned yeah. from a very good YouTube teacher to do this uh, and haven't had any time to work yeah. on it. But yeah. It's all about keyword. Uh, like I literally have a prep the border behind my thing which is my process i have a show flow when i do my own live show and then i have a process and um, the very first step is prep and then it says keyword phrases because i need to know like so when i bring someone so someone like yourself influence you're very much an influence specialist that's what you know loads about i would be looking at okay so how can i what keywords in the keywords i have and i have them saved i have all of the answer the public ones saved i have all of the sem rush ones saved i have i go to every one and then i have them all saved because once you've got them they're only going to be the same you're just looking through a library it's like going for a rolodex and going okay which ones do i think john could johnny could answer really well and which ones do I think is relevant? Because then it will rank. And it's funny, I worked with, I, I had a guy called Nick Nimmin on the show. And Nick is like a big time YouTube coach. I'm coming close to the million subscriber mark. And he he gave me some advice off air. And straight away, all my videos ranked. Straight oh, away. Wow. Every one of them. I went yeah. in. slight, And guess what? It's all keywords. Mm. This is what you say about building your personal brand and how this is related to building a personal brand is the hardest thing which goes right back because it might be like, well, we're just talking about YouTube or podcasting, but no, it's visibility. If you're not visible, no one is ever going to see you. And if they're never going to see you, you're never going to be an authority ever. Right. And, and so it is visibility. And, and this is with like a YouTube thing. If you're a podcaster or you're a, and I believe every personal brand should build their house. I call it like their house on a long form searchable based platform. 
blogging, podcasting, or YouTube. There's really your only options. Yeah. Don't waste your time on LinkedIn. I'm a big LinkedIn user. We're live on LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn. But you will be chasing your tail around over and over and over and over again. There's something very important underlying all of what you said there. And that is that if when you're doing this stuff, you want to be doing, if you want to be doing video, you want to be doing podcasts, if you want to be doing YouTube success or, or if you want to be doing public speaking, and this show is ostensibly about public speaking. And, and you have to have, you have to have all this learning and research that goes with it. It's not just a, well, I'm going to go out and do what uh, I do, what I want. You know, <laughs> that was a very bad Eric Cartman impression, like, but, <laughs> but you know, you can't, you can't go out there. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> you, you got all the noises set up. I, I haven't got that advanced yet with my, with myself. I, I probably should do some things like that, have a bit more fun with it, but yeah, you, you can't just go out there and do exactly what you want. You have to do what people want, what your audience want. I learned that lesson in a public speaking contest, which, uh, you know, I, I thought I had the best speech at, you know, I still think it was a great speech. It was a, a nano talk, a two minute talk. Oh, and, wow. uh, yeah. So you think, well, what can you really, what, what, sh- what kind of things should you really try and communicate and convey to people in two minutes? And I decided that would be a good opportunity to do a talk about the meaning of life in two minutes. <laughs> so, uh, and, and really the whole, the whole theme of the talk was this, that life has no meaning except the meaning that we give it. And that actually gives us an opportunity to choose our purpose and create purpose for ourselves. And I based a lot of that on uh, Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning and things like that. What I didn't anticipate, because it was a universal audience, was that a large part of the audience already have their own belief system. And someone coming along saying nothing actually has any meaning except the meaning you give it is a big conflict to a lot of people who have pre-existing belief systems that don't go with that. Then people, things do have a definite meaning. Things do have objective meaning rather than subjective meaning. And that purpose is something that is given to you rather than something you choose for yourself. And it's like, well, okay, that was a big thing that I didn't get. And it was only in, anal- in analyzing it afterwards when I didn't win. <laughs> Uh, that, uh, that I realized it and, uh, and I thought, yeah, it wasn't a universal message. No, I, you, I you, thought it should have been. And, that, and that's really interesting because that you're so right. Underlies all of this. You have to create, like I always talk to people about and say, one of the, say the biggest mistakes you were saying about what was a big mistake. Really one of the biggest mistakes overarching everything is thinking that you are the hero in your story. Mm. That, and to go, you know, talking about what you're saying there is thinking that people care about you. And I don't really, it sounds so bad in the way I say it, but nobody cares about us and you. They care about what you can do for them. Sure. And that's why it's really interesting is that in podcasts, I haven't spoke about my background too much anymore because as much as it does give context, it's less relevant. It's, less yeah. va- it's not valuable at all because actually the background that I, if I go, I did this and I did this, and this people are like, that's really cool. But actually when I, when I said to you, I actually noticed that people are, you know, they, they, they felt there was, they were good, but they weren't getting the visibility. All of, a, all of a sudden it's a mirror shining back to the audience, which makes it relatable. So then they're like, actually, I feel like that. How can I listen on? And this is exactly what you say with that talk. An incredibly um, engaging talk in regards to someone who is on that level. And you, me and you, and I know you obviously off air is that you're that type of deep discussion guy, which I love. That's why we've been chatting lots yeah. is that I love those deep conversations. 
but sometimes you have to play, you have to create, like, I remember I started, I started, my very first thing was in mortgages. That was how I started in, in the kind of personal branding space. And, um, the best video was what is a mortgage? Always was. Mm. It always is the best video. I wanted to talk about the, all the crazy intricacies of everything. What is a mortgage? Cause the yeah. most searched thing and it's the most, and as you say, like it's, if you challenge someone else's, if I said to you, you know, these are, that's why I said about the wrong things, the word wrong is hard because as soon as I say the word wrong, people who are doing that switch off. But if I say, yeah. well, you, what you're doing is right, because if you're doing something, it's better than 90% of people who are doing nothing. So Bill, you know that, but, but yeah, I think you're very right that people massively think we think we know better than anybody else. And, um, of course. All you have to do is look at your analytics. I don't know you said about this yours, yours. You know, when I make when I made those tweaks that Nick told me to make, it worked. You know, I was dragging, kicking, and screaming to do that when I had a TikTok coach as well. He was like, Ash, are you teaching or are you telling? Now I, it bugged me for like three weeks because I was like, I was like, Oh, how dare he? He's a good friend of mine now. I was like, How dare he? How dare he? <laughs> and then I was like, I knew I was telling. I wasn't teaching, I was telling. So as soon yeah. as I started going, okay. What do people actually want to know about? Not what I what do I want to talk about? Boom. First video, viral videos back again every time. Like they were hitting everyone that but because people want the information that they want to know, not where they think what we think you should be spoon fed. This is I mean, personal branding and branding in general is something I've been thinking about a lot recently because I'm having I'm moving to having a bigger focus on my public speaking career yeah. because it is what I love to do and I want to do more of it, especially now that we're going to start being able to have live events again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just love and I can't wait for that. And really thinking that in terms of what I do and my expertise and what I know about, it really is me wanting to be known as, as I guess the persuasion guy, but it's more than that. It's, it's like persuasive public speaking. So the, my thing is powerfully persuasive public speaking. That's me. And then when I go on other podcasts and stuff, that, that's one of the things that I really want to be focused on is like that is what I'm about but yeah. I do love talking about all the stuff that is, is persuasion and, and one of my big topics is the darks the dark yeah. arts of persuasion and so uh, I'm branding that as def defense against the dark arts of persuasion now and uh, I don't know if I have to pay any royalties to J.K. Rowling <laughs> <laughs> I think she's rich enough we'll be fine uh, yeah hopefully but you never know her lawyers might see an opportunity but not that I'm making any money off it but <laughs> but, but that's that's where I, where I want to be focusing but I know that those sorts of things are that that stuff that stands out it's eye-catching it's or, or ear-catching yeah. and, and there's stuff that people are oh yeah yeah that that seems interesting that's something I want to know more about when I speak to other podcast hosts uh, who want to have me on the show and I say yeah I'm, I'm more about persuasion and I like talking about how it's misused and how, how it's abused and how you can protect yourself against it as well it's like, oh yeah that's very interesting yeah yeah great Let, let's do it but i know that i'm not i don't feel that i'm at that level yet where i think that people see me and think oh yeah he's the persuasive public speaking guy or the persuasion or the dark arts of persuasion guy it depends on what you want you know this is really interesting is you, the stuff you've said there is quite cool like I, I, that's how i know but like it all depends on and i had this myself as well you know like i give this advice to everybody but it's very easy. It's like anything you, you can often see an overweight personal trainer because they're too busy focusing on the clients to realize what they're doing themselves. And mm. I have to constantly re audit myself. And, and it's interesting because there's two things, you know, like, so you said, I want to go on shows and, and talk about, um, and be known as a public speaking guy, you know, the, the influence, public speaking influence guy. So if, 
and I was saying this to you off there, like if it, if the podcast guests, the hosts want you to talk about anything else, I just wouldn't do it because the, the, then this is the issue. Now the defense against the, I love that the defense against the dark arts of persuasion is as long as it falls underneath and it's still kept within that banner and that pillar, that, that kind of pillar of this is what, and I call it lenses. So it's the lens through which you see the world. You put glasses on of this speaker influence guy. If you're talking about it like that, then it works. But if you start talking about it, like, which, which can be, and it might be the case for you, I don't know, but to be interested, but I know it happens to me is because you know a lot about it, you can end up just being sucked into being the guy that just knows a lot about this thing, yeah, right. yeah. as opposed to being, this is the guy who does this and he does, he, and because he does this, he knows all of this stuff. There's two very different positioning techniques. And I did this because what I did, and if you like, I had tons of free courses and all this stuff because I know a hell of a lot about content marketing, but I don't want to do it as a job, but I know a lot about it and I know it attracts eyeballs because I'm like, Oh, here's seven ways to optimize your LinkedIn back. Like, loads of people i'd like well over a thousand people sign up for that free course boom straight away social media but what i did when i sat down is i looked and went but now i'm getting known as the social media guy i'm not getting known as the personal branding guy i mean you were right. chatting about ages ago because you I know you're doing my seven day challenge which i on mm. and turn on and off but like i have a, per a free master class in personal branding and I have a challenge that i'm turning on and off you're just kind of going as a, as a beta really it's kind of just just being launched but i archived every other one because if that client is coming to me or, or listening to me on a podcast and I'm talking about LinkedIn, I'm not being seen in the way I want to be. I'm not reinforcing this. This is the personal branding guy. I'm, it's, this is the LinkedIn guy. This is the, this, and this is where people go very wrong. It's, it's unclear and it's inconsistent. And so I would say like with me, like if I go on, I'm, I'm a guest on quite a lot of podcasts. I only speak about personal branding now. So people say to me, what do you think about this? I'm like, I'll always, oh yeah, well, let's take it back. We're going to talk about personal because that's all it's about. And that's the same with the courses and the content, everything you put out. Now, once you're in the masterclasses, for example, and it'd be the same with you, then you can open those doors out, of course, because then I can say how you build your personal brand on LinkedIn is you would do this, this, and this. But if you're coming to me with LinkedIn only, then it would, then it causes a disconnect and it's unclear. So that's something you talk about building your own one where people get very wrong is it's like threading a, was it like threading a piece of thread through a needle eyes? You've got to, you've got to be super clear on like, I want to be this guy or this girl. I don't, I, that's what I want to be known for. Uh, and, and we off, we all, because we as humans and you know, this gosh, and you're like under gosh, you're so intelligent. And this type of stuff is that we want to feel like we're more than just one thing. We yeah. want to feel like a multiple of identities and we're individual, but for other people, we have to be like, nope, just that one thing. <laughs> so you have to become the, the actor's nightmare, right? Typecast. Hundred Typecast. Jason Statham. The guy's terrible, but he is one of the, the, <laughs> the guy's terrible. I'll still watch him. <laughs> but I will watch him. And when we see a film, we go, God, he's good, isn't he? Oh, he's terrible. The Meg. I watched The Meg recently, the Megalodon oh, film. Oh, God, no, I terrible. can't sit through that. <laughs> yeah. But I still, because it's Jason Statham on it, I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, it's not going to be good though, is it? But it's him. And we all laugh and go, oh, but the truth is, you name me, and this is not not nice to do this, but the thing about and, and just a, a rhetorical was it was it is it rhetorical question rhetorical mm -hmm. question, um, yes. is 
name me all the best character actors in the world. You can't. Mm-hmm. We go Johnny Depp. We say all these, but they're not because the, the best character actors, the real best character actors, we don't know who they are because they are their characters. Right. But we all know who the superstars are because they're playing themselves because they are the typecast. And it's the exact same thing in our day-to-day lives, in our work, in our marriages. We're this, it's Everything is the same. And we have to look at that when it comes to personal branding is what, what kind of um, archetype do you fit into? That really speaks to really speaks to the understanding some neuroscience here, and uh, and again, I'm not I'm not the neuroscience guy, but I am interested in it as an area. But I do I do at least understand uh, from neuroscientific research that how our brains work, at least to the best of our understanding, is that we we like sim- our brains like to simplify as much as possible. Our brains use when we're when we're actively using our brains to to learn, etc. It uses up more energy than just about anything else we can do, and so often we'll try and avoid that. Uh, and this is like on an evolutionary basis. I'm not going to go deep on it, but yeah. uh, we also try and avoid it just to avoid consuming all that energy. And we call it, maybe we'll call it lazy and not even trying, but that that's really where the process comes from. It's like, we like things to be simple. We like to be able to put things in boxes. We don't do that with ourselves. We see ourselves as multifaceted, I think for the most part, but when it comes to seeing other people, yeah, we like to have these neat boxes that we can put people in. And when people start to come out of that box or, or they're, oh, actually, you're in several boxes. It, 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 it confuses us. It just gives us less clarity about who they are. We move on then to the people who this is. You're, so that like, everything I do is based around that. And, like, it's, and it's all I say. It's, it's behavioral psychology. It's the way we look at people. You're spot on with that, Johnny, like completely. Because the truth is, and you're so right, is that when you realize that that's the way and we're talking about this is personal branding, when you realize that that's the way everyone is going to see you, you can make your life, their life a lot easier by making it crystal clear that that's who you are. When right. you do that, you are speeding up that process. And that's how when people say, how do you stand out from your competition? You stand out from your competition by being a caricature, like living, breathing example of what you do. And the floor guy, like I said before, like it's all of this stuff, like because those are the moments and we see it on Facebook can anyone recommend me a whatever? And if your name is not mentioned every single time, then you're not, you're not being pigeonholed. You've not been put in the box that you wanted. And, and we have to do that. We have to do that. And if we don't, then the, the people who are most clear is it streamlined. You're so right. Streamline the process. It's funnels. It's funnels really. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and so, yeah, that's the biggest, the easiest thing for, for personal brand success. And that's where the clarity consistency and patience is all around that is just get clear on who it is you want to be known for. Because when you know that you can be super clear. Like for me, it was personal branding. I want no one to say the word personal branding and, or think the word personal branding and not be able to think of me. Now, that's not going to happen in a year. But gosh, I'll tell you what, in one, I mean, started the business full time a year ago in one year, some of the people I'm speaking to now, I never would have thought it would even be possible direct links to people who I would have looked up to big multiple millionaires who I never would have thought possible purely because if you cut through the noise and speak about one thing for a year, a lot of stuff can happen. It's insane. Yeah. You, you given me some food for thought today. And uh, so I I know I'm going to go away and think about this, uh, this conversation. You mentioned your, your, uh, it's a seven day course, isn't it? So can people access that at the moment? 
I don't know if it's, I think it's currently off at the moment. There's a masterclass of the, what I've done. So uh, the, the seven day course is, is not currently available, but if people want it, they can just message me and I'll give them access to it. That's fine. It's not fully, fully obviously you're on it and people, some people are on it, but it's, it's been created to run alongside this masterclass that I've made. So there's a free masterclass, which talks about it's 30 minutes long. And that absolutely covers what personal branding is in a lot more detail. Great. It's 10 minutes on each. What personal branding is examples of people in, in society who've used it very, very well. And because we need to have, you know, real things. And then it goes into more detail about that. Those four, three core principles of clarity, consistency, and patience and how you can implement it. And, and it's literally, it's the beginning of my program. And so it's completely free there. You can, it's everywhere. You've got my website. It's all over the place, but it's, I, it's what I believe people need to know to really understand the foundation of where they're going to go with it. Because otherwise we were chatting off air about, you know, there's different communities I've kind of got into with the word personal branding, which is not what I wanted to be in. And it is very much like when you understand what it is, you can start to realize it's not some big scary thing or it's not some, it's not like the meaning of life. I think a lot of people are like, well, who are you? It's not that it's literally just, if you understand, be clear, be consistent and be on and you can, and you can change it. You know, I don't want to be that person anymore. No worries. Just flip it over and change and be clear, consistent and patient. And it'll grow again. You can, I've been so many different things <laughs> in my life with with this concept. So it's fine. Yeah. 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 Uh, there's so much we could have talked about today uh, and uh, I know we'll bring you back again in the future and, and <laughs> go into some other stuff, but, but it's been uh, a, a lot of good stuff. I know that as I say, I'm going to be going away and thinking about this for, for a while. I, I love following you on LinkedIn. You, you do uh, daily live streams, which is great. And I, I usually try and catch, uh, I often catch your replays and find that it's, it's solid content. You, you put good stuff out there. And you know, to me, you, you are the personal branding guy. You, you know, if I want personal <laughs> branding advice, I'm coming to you. So, <laughs> so I know that that's the case. I know you're good to follow on LinkedIn, but you, you also have a website as well. What, what's your website for people who might want to check out more about? Yeah, sure. So my website is just like my home for everything. It's just ashballand.com. If you search ashballand.com, the homepage will take, will show you everything I do. So it, it's just really a landing page for LinkedIn, the masterclass, the coaching, um, the podcast, the YouTube channel, they're all the same thing. So we talk about that as in from this consistency and ease, the podcast is the YouTube channel and the live stream is the podcast and the YouTube channel. Um, <laughs> that's how I do it because for, for multiple reasons, I go every single day and this is for you guys. So and the reason why I do it for anyone who's listening is if you follow me, you can follow me on, I only really use Instagram. LinkedIn, I don't really use Instagram, but I'm starting to, but LinkedIn is my main one. Facebook uh, and then these other places, it allows you as a consumer to consume my content, whichever way you want to. So not the way I want you to consume it, but the way you want to consume. So we talk about, again, allowing people to do it their own way. Mm -hmm. So if you are somebody who catches a replay on LinkedIn, then you're scrolling on your feed because you're bored on your Instagram and there's the same, the, the full podcast episodes are uploaded to IGTV. Everything Wherever you find me, the episodes will be there. And the reason why is because I do believe that, as I said before, we all consume content in different points of our lives at different times. And if you're on a run, you can listen to it on the podcast. So just check it out there. The podcast is called Personal Branding Podcast for search engine optimization. And it's very simple. Yeah. Sounds good. 
Excellent. Thank you, Ash, for everything you shared with us today. Other than your own resources and information, is there a, a book or a resource that you would recommend people to, to check out that may not be personal branding necessarily, but something you think is valuable for people who are maybe wanting to, to grow and develop themselves? Do you know what? There are, there's lots of books that I would, my, my most influential book for me, I absolutely like love and I absolutely, and I really do love it. If you're talking about the best book for me is I, I would have read it so many times is I love Steve Jobs autobiography. Like I've listened to it and read it. It's a 22 hour audio book and I've listened to it like five times and I've read it and I'm dyslexic. So I would say anyone who's really looking at trying to understand the process behind someone who really has carved something. I'm just such a fan of that book. And I run, I read all, all all the time, but that is the one book that I go back to purely because it is just an incredible resource to show you one. He's a bit of an asshole, but how <laughs> much of an impact he actually had on our life. And when you understand that he's one of the biggest, I talk about in the masterclass, he's the, probably the biggest example of how personal branding was done. Right. And when you understand his life properly with all of the bits, all the nasty bits in it as well, you really do understand how he got there and realize that you could be the same. You know, it's just, there's so many relatable stuff. We always see this celebrities as these idols and the book really lays it bare. So I think it's one of the best books for personal branding of dissecting someone of such a high status. Uh, I think it's amazing, but you better have 22 hours to sit down. <laughs> yeah. I've heard the book recommended before, may maybe even on the show, but I, I had a guest last week, uh, Matthew Turner, who was talking about how probably one of the best things that entrepreneurs can do is stop reading those how-to self-help books and start reading books like you're talking about, like autobiographies and stories and parable things that things that just going to remember more of and associate more in and, and get the lessons from yourself without somebody having to lay it all out for you. I mean, I, I see value with both, of course, but I, I do agree that we shouldn't just be reading. Yeah, we shouldn't just be reading. I'm with you on that. Like, I don't think, I, I, like, I tell you what, like one of the things I'd say just as a parting thing, just because obviously I don't know your time, but if you want to learn from people and you've been your listeners, start a podcast because I can tell you right now downloading those books that are how to, I've got so many, how to do this click funnels, all that, like, you know, the secrets of fun, everything. Yeah. I don't really learn a lot from those because you can YouTube them first of all. And they are the thing with all this stuff is everything will work if you just do it enough. But if you want to learn, like seriously learn the podcast and I'm probably, I'm sure you can echo that from me is that the podcast has transformed my life speaking to these incredible people and learning from them because you're learning if that's the type of learning you want, have a yeah. podcast, reach out to the people you inspire and they will teach you. And there's nothing like it. Um, I only yeah. know all this YouTube stuff because of YouTubers who I look up to. I only know the, the, the branding stuff, the influence stuff because of having people like you on the show. You know, it's a really, you, you'll learn so much more. And then I think you're right, then reinforcing it with listening to more anecdotal stories of people's lives and how they implemented it. Definitely. I think that there's a lot of power there and I, and I like what you're saying. I think that's a good, a good point for us to end today. But Ash, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a, a fun conversation as always and a, a load of value too. And uh, I know we'll be connecting again very soon. So Ash Baller. Definitely. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Remember to subscribe and if you're on YouTube, give us a like. Whilst you're here, why not pop over to presentinfluence.com and grab yourself a free copy of the last minute presentation checklist. 
If you are interested in being a guest who would like to know more about me or the show or my courses, please take a look at presentinfluence.com or email me john at presentinfluence.com or connect with me on social media. I'll be happy to hear from you. Next week, technology permitting, my guest will be John Baker. And John is an incredible guest who has such a lot of expertise in speaking and in networking and creating books and products and courses about bringing out the introverts in the workplace and helping introverts to succeed and rise up rise up and above so much more and we've been having technology issues in trying to produce the show if we can get all that fixed my next guest will be john baker you will love it i'm sure he's an amazing guest see you next time